Welcome to the Chronically Unwell podcast, a weekly conversation about mental health, personal growth, and navigating the nuances of life while managing chronic mental illness. I'm Samantha, a certified social worker and mental health therapist. I'm Andrea, a small business owner and mental health advocate. We are two besties trying to normalize having difficult conversations while embracing being chronically unwell. While we hope you enjoy listening to the podcast, it is not meant to be a substitute for individualized mental health care by a licensed professional. Now let's get into it. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to the Chronically Unwell podcast. We're here with another episode. Thanks for sticking with us through our teensy little break. Andrea wasn't doing the best. Listen, I know it wasn't very 2023 of me to get COVID, but (laughs) here I am and, you know, I'm feeling a lot physically a lot better. It listen COVID was a dark time thankfully it was a short stint I'm feeling a lot better uh yeah I'm here and what we love that for you (laughs) do we (laughs) we love that it's you're you're Uh, that I'm healed well yes I'm still feeling like a little congestion though like maybe I don't really know can you taste and smell yeah I lost it only for like 12 hours so I (laughs) I I was eating ice cream because my shout out to Kai for bringing me a shake. Thank you for the drop off. <laughs> love a good friend. We love a good friend. She dropped me off a, a shake from Arctic Circle because I just really wanted that. And then I was like eating it. And then I went to eat some I, something else and I couldn't taste it. And I was like, oh, maybe it's just because it was so cold that it kind of like I just couldn't taste it. And then I went to drink my Gatorade and I couldn't taste it. And then I was like, oh, my gosh. So then I like couldn't smell do you guys, does everybody want to know how I got my smell back? How I knew it was back? <laughs> how did you know? Listen, I went to like lift, I lifted my arm up and I smelled oh no. my armpit. <laughs> because listen, COVID sweats are real. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I was not feeling great. Okay. Maybe not everything needs to be. <laughs> okay. Do we need to cut that out? Let's cut that out. No, that's okay. <laughs> Thanks for your honesty. No, cut that out. No, we, lo- we love, you know what? Today is all about self-talk and self-love and we love the self-love everybody has everybody has like stinky one time in their life and that just happened to be i texted kevin immediately i was like my smell's back i was like do you want to know how i found out love a supportive boss kevin but no i am back in all seriousness thank you to everybody and your well wishes and thank you so much for your patience and i know we're every week next week gets COVID doesn't (laughs) post an episode so sorry everybody but that's like life right and that is kind of what we're doing on this podcast is that we roll with the punches and that that punched me in the face (laughs) just a little hard I was just punched in the face okay but yeah now we're back and today we're gonna be talking all about self-talk and self-love Honestly, probably a good choice because when you are with your with your brain like that in isolation, it got a little dark. I'm not gonna lie, okay. it got a little dark. So this will be perfect. Perfect. Then. A, little, I'm here a little refresher. <laughs> I need some reminders. <laughs> well, do you want to know a little fun fact? Fun fact. I love fun facts. Perfect. So tell me. People have between twelve thousand and sixty thousand thoughts per day. I would like to double that because that's me. <laughs> well, of those thoughts, 80% of those are negative and 95% of those thoughts are repetitive thoughts from the day before. Is that why I struggle so bad from the hours of 
between 9 and 10 p.m. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Just rapid fire, fire repetitive thoughts. Yeah, of thoughts. every mistake I've ever made ever. Yeah. I do be thinking about that. Honestly, it's a pretty a pretty universal experience, I think, for people to kind of just ruminate on every, like, maybe awkward social encounter yes. they had through the day. Oh my yeah. gosh. Me? Oh, every day. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> but yeah, so let's talk a little bit then about what self-talk is. What right? is self-talk? So self-talk refers to like our inner dialogue or the thoughts that we have about ourselves and the world around us. It's the running kind of commentary in our minds that influence our emotions, our behaviors, even kind of our perception of reality. And well, perception is reality. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what our, our self-talk is, is telling us is what our perception is and how we respond to this kind of inner chatter that we're having is really important because it impacts our overall well-being. Positive self-talk, it's going to boost our self-esteem. It's going to improve our resiliency. Um, but even more importantly than all of that, it's going to improve our motivation. The biggest way to bring about change in our life is going to be through positive self-talk. While on the other hand, negative self-talk can lead to a lot of anxiety, depression, and a sense of like general hopelessness. It's going to make us feel like we're not capable of doing anything, of not being able to change, of not being able to improve our circumstances. So it can be pretty detrimental to sit in that negative self-talk. Well, yeah, because if that's all that you're hearing, that's all that is, right? So when you tell yourself you know, I'm a piece of shit constantly every single day for everything, then that just becomes the norm. So then everything is that, right? That is just what it is. But like if you, oh, okay, like maybe I'm not a piece of shit and I can do some good things, then like you can recognize those moments of not being a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Makes it a little more capable of being able to see the positive and the good things. Um, Usually when we talk talk about self-talk, we talk about the positive, positive and the and negative. negative. Um, the third type that I like to really emphasize, it, especially in my work as a therapist, is neutral self-talk. Um, because when a lot of people are on like a healing type of journey, positivity and happiness can be really intimidating and scary. A lot First-hand of- experience that having any sort of like hope or excitement is like a bad time for me. Yeah. Like I, any sort of feeling anything but that negativity, just f- I feel it, uh, the perception I have of happiness, positivity is that it only opens the door for more negativity and more bad things. Yeah. And I think that is a pretty common experience when, you know, you're talking to a therapist and they're like, okay, let's like, let's work on some positivity. Right. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's going to push me further right. into that negativity because right. I'm so afraid. Right of you know the idea of happiness. I don't want any more bad things because when I'm happy you can only come down right yeah like you, when you're when you're up and you're feeling all of these good things eventually that ball will drop and then you're back again at that bottom and you're just trying to and so that fear I like I personally have experienced exactly what you're talking about yeah so I like to really emphasize just kind of neutral self-talk which is just the idea of it is what it is just really looking at the facts so that it's just like contentment, a place of contentment. I'm going to say this. You yeah. are an actual queen of neutral self-talk. Yeah. Or even just like neutral talk in general. You are actually the queen of that. 
And it's kind of interesting because you're neither. I feel like I'm the friend that is at two ends of the spectrum, right? There is no in between with me. Hashtag BPD. But then (laughs) you are just constantly in this window of tolerance. It's kind of like really cool, actually. Like you consistently are in that space. I have found that neutral neutrality has been kind of the best thing for my anxiety and overall mental well-being. And I kind of exist in this space between like mild irritation and like slight (laughs) joy. (laughs) Whereas I'm like, I'm either experiencing like the world's most crumbling, crippling depression Mm -hmm. to like manic excitement and like just again bpd but like (laughs) it's so interesting to like see how how like you so like my window of tolerance is a lot different than your window of tolerance right and how we manage those emotions so you you sit in this very beautiful window and it's just interesting to see how you navigate the world with that kind of thought pattern yeah because my anxiety if i step kind of step out of that window of tolerance my anxiety is like, oh, I see oh, you. I, oh, yeah. oh, you're. I see you. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> and she likes to play hardball. And if I let her in, she's gonna she's right. gonna drag me to one extreme or the right. or the other. So your your um your neutrality is kind of like your invisibility cloak. Yeah. From those things that you know. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So that's where that's why I like to t- teach neutrality is just because I think it it works very well for for me. You know, some people like to experience the high give me, highs. Give me, let, let's talk about the neutrality then. What is that? Like, what does that look like when talking about self-talk? What is, what is that? For, for me, it's a lot of like reminding myself, like, I'm okay. Yeah. And I'm, I'm And it's okay to not like be happy. Like, <laughs> yeah. to just like, because I think this is, this is my opinion. I think that people sh- just seek out that consistent happiness right or like because if they're not feeling this like happiness then they're feeling this really deep sadness and I think Mm -hmm. I I tend to get into that like if I'm not happy then I am sad yeah like I think that I experience those extremes and it's kind of nice to see that it's okay to just be okay like I don't have to be this extreme happy and I don't have to be this extreme sad but like I made it through today and I'm okay. I didn't, I didn't experience, it was very mundane. Like sometimes maybe the mundane is okay instead of just like those really extreme emotions. I like that a lot. Yeah. And I wouldn't even say that it's like mundane. I would say that I am constantly seeking out contentedness, like just a constant state of being like content. Like I am content with what I'm doing and how I feel. And I am feeling like a state of peace. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. So in in my world in in the, my experience i've heard that contentedness equals complacency and how do you feel about that specifically ooh that's a good question i i can see how contentedness and complacency could be used like hand in hand hand in hand mm-hmm. and i i can see how i have been using it hand in hand before because I think that like, I'm not that I think that when you're content, you're complacent. I think it's easier to become complacent instead of like striving to do like certain things that you want in your life, you know, like 
So I was just kind of curious as to like, how do you combat? So when you are content in your life, I, I think being content is great, right? You want, you want to be able to enjoy that life that you're existing, right? You want to be content in your job, your day-to-day life and things like that. But how do you avoid becoming complacent in that, in your healing journeys or, you know, all of these things that you're just trying to do? How do you, you know, not get to that point? Because when you're complacent, then nothing's happening, which is not good. Yeah. I think goal setting is really important in that that process. I always have a goal that I'm working on. (laughs) Your post-it notes on your wall. Sam is, Sam is just, she's, Sam, one thing you guys should know about Sam is that she's always just striving for the next thing she's just going she just she's constantly wanting to be better and I so much admire her for that like her willingness to like see that every single day and go for that goal is awesome gold star (laughs) that's why I don't think I I fall too much into complacency is because I think I do need to slow down (laughs) 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 because I am always like what is the next thing and so I don't think complacency is too much of my my issue but 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 there are people yeah yeah because I think I think I experience complacency if I'm like feeling okay I'm like okay (laughs) and we're just gonna sit in that and I'm not saying that I can't just enjoy the moment of like serenity when have I had a moment of serenity in my life ever (laughs) and if that moment were to ever arise I because we may not experience that complacency I think that you and I do thrive in that like desire to keep going and yeah the next thing and what's happening and those things but I do think that that is a concern that some people have right like uh I've experienced people who are complacent in their lives you know I've had romantic partners who have been complacent in their lives and it just didn't work out because I can't exist in that space like if you are not on my level it just can't it just can't work yeah so like I don't know and I think everyone has their own motivations right some people are happy are happy with their level of complacency and if they don't have anything that they're wanting to work on maybe that's okay yeah right because that's that neutral yeah it is okay yeah so not everybody always has to be working on things so it's just finding what you are comfortable with yeah Right. And that's not going to be something that everyone's doing all the time. Thank you for my tangent. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Just something to think about. But so all of these like self-talks, positive, negative, neutral, um, all of these go into how we experience life um, because all of these play a role in the lens that we're going to to view the actions of others. They're all going to play a role in how we interpret our experiences right Mm -hmm. if we're constantly in a negative Mm -hmm. place Mm -hmm. we're going to interpret the actions Mm -hmm. of others as like having ulterior motives right Right. if I am constantly talking to myself in a negative way and someone's like hey are you okay why why are you asking me that oh my gosh you look so tired I am Janet (laughs) I am tired right so the way that we talk to ourselves is kind of how we're going to interpret the world yeah right so that all plays a role in how we interpret everything well I think like our brains are designed to learn from negative experiences right that's why we hold on to them the way that we do it's that form of self-preservation to avoid being hurt again or experiencing those really negative strong emotions yeah and I think that's why you hear so often like you focus too much on the negative right (laughs) 
right not okay. not you specific no. <laughs> not you specifically i mean yes <laughs> but like our our brains are kind of designed to learn from negative experiences and so when but if you're in i'm space, but if i'm if i speak to myself in a mean and nasty way you specifically not you but like nobody else can hurt me worse than i've already hurt myself yeah like that's kind of how i that is my self-preservation is that I will be the nastiest person to myself because nobody else has that power over me because you cannot say anything worse to me than I've already said to myself. Yeah. But that's not a great place it's not for a us great to go. Place. No, because <laughs> at, at the end of the day though, is like we live with us 24 seven, yes. you know, we are with ourselves 24 seven and there's a kind of a, a moment where I was like, why do I, why do I want to hate myself? Why is this? Because this is clearly not a bad time. Like, I, I don't get to be anybody else. I get to be me, right? Mm-hmm. I get to be me. I get experience life through what, you know, why do I want to spend it hating myself, right? Why? Because there's a certain level of comfort. I think it's like you said, right? If I am mean to myself, if I'm the meanest person to myself, nobody else can be meaner to me. There's like a, almost a sense of comfort in that. <laughs> Which right? is so dark and twisted. It is. It is. Um, but it's not great because we are also hurting ourselves. Right. right? That's not great for right. our mental well-being. Our mental. Right. Nope. Because then in turn we start to believe those right. things to a sense. Right. 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 If we're constantly being mean to ourselves, we believe like I'm not, I'm not deserving of good things. I'm right. not deserving of love. I'm not deserving of, you know, good things to happen to guilty. me. Guilty. I'm guilty of that. <laughs> I think that we're all a little guilty of that to some extent. Um, part of that is because our self-talk is largely formed by our life experiences. A lot of times you'll hear it referred to as your inner critic. <laughs> the inner critic, you know, tells you all the reasons you're not good enough. It's a lot of times formed from early life experiences where you might have witnessed or experienced hurtful attitudes towards, you know, yourself or those close to us. Um, we unconsciously adopt and integrate this pattern of thought towards ourselves and others as we age. Well, I mean, when that, that's all you are hearing or, you know, you are not being validated in a way that you need to see yourself in a different light, it's kind of hard to not, right? So yeah. you like have a little kid and you're being such a brat you are such a brat right now like when you hear that that is kind of how you that's how you then see yourself yeah well then I am a brat yeah I am a brat and while ultimately like as we age we are responsible for how we cultivate that inner dialogue Mm -hmm. um, its formation has been impacted by our early childhood experiences and by our upbringing like you said Mm -hmm. you know you're a brat once I am now a brat, <laughs> I am now a brat, you know, your negative self-talk or your inner critic may sound a lot like a critical parent or a friend from your past, you know, youth leaders, school bullies, those all play a role in how your inner critic sounds right. and how we respond to it. Um, and that's kind of heavy. If yeah. you think about it like that, that, that when you look at it kind of at that broad scale, that is really heavy. Like, yes, you and I and everybody listening is in charge of how we perceive ourselves, right? Like we are in charge of how we speak to ourselves, how we love ourselves or not. But when you look at it, like there has been influential people in our life to kind of cultivate that in our brains is kind of a big deal. That's really heavy to accept that, right? 
there there needs to be like some level some, some level of acceptance to understand that yeah this this has happened and this is why I think this way about myself yeah and I think for a lot of people it's not something that they ever really think about until it's pointed well, out because it isn't necessarily a conscious yes this you know that it just kind of is until there is that more understanding or that like oh yeah that 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 makes that that tracks that yeah. is tracking for me you know yeah. because I think it's it's originally it's something that's said to you and you adopt it, it well right? you kind of internalize it at that mm-hmm. point right yeah and then it becomes yours and you no longer separate it it's right. no longer something that was said to you now it it's something you. you say mm-hmm. to yourself mm-hmm. right and then it's really hard to to separate that um, I know for me, a lot of my self-talk that, <laughs> that I oh. struggle with comes from my anxiety and my perfectionism. Mm-hmm. Um, I really struggled with perfectionism, especially in high school. It's something I still struggle with now, but really in high school is when it peaked mm-hmm. um, because nothing I ever did felt like an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. I never felt any sort of of accomplishment everything I did just felt like a, a checkbox had been marked off even when I did like really like amazing things it just was like Sam done. was literally the best student ever <laughs> like Sam was in all of these like she this we know we, we hung out we know we didn't we I saw her maybe once a week outside of school <laughs> if that like she had a job and she was working all the time and she was doing all of these like Sam was a legit rock. Any parent would be proud to have her as their <laughs> child because she was just take a uh, kicking ass and taking names and just doing all of the things. But it didn't like feel like that to me. And I was I just know always now. like, yes. I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. Like what's the next thing? And so I was really hard on myself. And even now I'm still like, what's the next thing? I'm not doing enough. You're, like, you're still <laughs> in that pattern of, yeah. um, yeah, I can see that. Just not feeling a sense of, of accomplishment so sometimes I get really like hard on myself if I'm not Mm -hmm. working on something I'm like well you're just lazy you're not doing anything and I have to like stop myself sometimes and be like no like you are doing a lot like you deserve a moment of rest you like you deserve to pat yourself on the back for this this that you have accomplished like you're 26 years old with a master's degree and you have this great career that you're doing and you're helping so many people you know and that's awesome I love you. I love you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sometimes it's, like, hard for me to, yeah. like, hear out loud. See, so still working on it myself because that's, like, a lot for me yeah. to, like, hear out loud because I'm like, no, that's not wrong. You're wrong. a liar. You're wrong. a liar. <laughs> yeah, but I hate that, too, though, because I would never I would never say anything to you to fluff you up. But what what about you? Like, what, what is your, you know, self-love, um, self-talk journey look like for you? Well, I... <laughs> for me... There hasn't been anything that I've, like, experienced that, like, I I just have never loved myself. I've never, I've just never. But I would, I would really like to talk about kind of my journey with self-love. Yeah. Like, I, it didn't really start, I mean, there's been many times in my life where I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to start loving myself. Like, I've I've gone through these phases where I'm like, okay, like, I'm going to do all of these things because I'm, today's the day I'm going to love myself. Yeah. Because it's a lot of work to hate yourself all the time. Like it, cause that's it. That's it's exhausting. It's exhausting to hate yourself all the time. Uh, I didn't really start 
to really intentionally love myself until I started therapy. And, you know, it, I'm in the thick of all of my bullshit. Like, yeah. I'm divorced. My baby died. I'm back at home living, you know, in my childhood home where a lot of, like, my trauma stems from. And I'm trying to figure out who I am. I'm going through several identity crises every <laughs> single day, just trying to navigate it. And, you know, shout out to Mallory. Mallory is my therapist. She, well, she's not my therapist anymore because she got her dream job. And I like love that for her, but I miss her. Anyway, <laughs> shout out to Mallory. She was so incredible in my like self-love journey because she w- could call me on my bullshit. Like she could point out kind of my flaws in my thinking not necessarily flaws but I guess the patterns that I had of the way I perceived myself yeah you okay (laughs) we're gonna get real you have been a first-hand witness of how evil I have been to myself just a little bit yeah like genuinely some of the things that I have said about myself is like horrible yeah and you and I have talked about like, like I was just nasty. Yeah. And I would never. Dark. I would never say anything like that to anybody else in my whole life ever. Yeah. I, and I, 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 I think we were on a drive at some point and you had said something to me and it really stuck out to me because it, it like, not that the way I was speaking like impacted you, but it was like hard for you to hear how I would speak to myself. Yeah. You know, like that was like a really hard thing for you. So I, you kind of gave me this self-awareness, right? So I didn't really start until like other people pointed it out to me that, Hey, like that's like kind of false. Like that is like, that's dark. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) Guys, it was really dark. And I still, I still genuinely do struggle with it every day. I self-love is a very intentional and grueling process. If, especially if you haven't had experiences from people in your life to bolster you in that way. Yeah. It is, it is hard. It is so hard when you have those thoughts of like, I'm a piece of shit. Like that's so hard to break. But then when you have people like Sam and Mallory in your life that kind of like kind of point out how inherently false that is. And then the self-awareness comes and then you're like, oh, wow, my thought pattern about myself is actually kind of horrid. And yeah, I don't know. That's all. (laughs) That's very true, because just in the same way that our inner critic or our negative self-talk is formed by negative experiences with others. The same can be true of positive self-talk when Mm -hmm. we're surrounded by people who are like, Hey, like you're pretty great. You're amazing. Like those negative things you're saying about yourself aren't true. That can help bolster a more bolster a more positive Mm -hmm. outlook on, on yourself. You know, though, it's so interesting because you know how you're like, Oh, let's be around people that can bolster that, you know? Yeah. I know that you didn't believe what I said. What about how much I'm so proud of you and I want you like I know inherently deep down you didn't believe that. Like 
and I think about like interactions that I have with other people like at work oh my gosh you're so great I love your hair shut up no I haven't <laughs> it's not even clean I haven't even washed it don't look at me I'm a literal troll under the bridge you know <laughs> like it's really interesting how quick we are to dismiss somebody's truth even if it's not like I don't think people are out there just giving false compliments just oh, to yeah. be an asshole because you know but I don't it's just really interesting because I think that is kind of a universal experience because you do that, I do that. Like I can think of a, a handful of times where I'm like, no, false, wrong. <laughs> don't ever, don't ever say that to me again. Don't lie to me like that. Which is wild because why would somebody, you know, go out of their way to lie to you like that? I think mine is more like the off. I think logically I, I am very aware that what you have said is like true, yes. right? Like logically I, I know that. It's more emotional. Yeah, but you still don't believe it though. Emotionally. Yeah. Emotionally I struggle with believing it, but logically I do. So that's where it's like, I try not to dismiss it emotionally. Yeah. So I could see it in your eyes though. You're like, (laughs) (laughs) panic, just straight sheer panic, straight panic. No, it's, it's hard when you, because you spend so much of your life feeling like you're, you're not deserving of those kind of things. And so then when you try to allow yourself to believe like, okay, I, I am deserving of these things. Yeah. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a big pattern to undo. Well, it's that intentional cause you, so it starts with the self-awareness, right? Where you're like, oh, okay, like I'm having these thought patterns and I'm thinking of these ways and I'm saying really horrible things to myself. And now you're like catching yourself in that thought pattern. Yeah. So what do you do with that now? What do you do with the, when you're self-aware? Then it's there's that in, that intention of action yeah. to now redirect that thought pattern and process. Okay, oh, I just I just told myself that I was a piece of shit for misspelling this word on this document that I need to get done by today. Oh, I just said that about myself. I'm not. And then you have to be into. I'm not a piece of shit for mis- mistakenly spelling this word on this document. Like I. I am human. I made this mistake. I can fix it. It will, it will be done. Is it annoyance? Is it a nuisance? Yeah, for sure. But you yourself are not the mistake, right? Like you are just human experiencing human things every single day. Yeah. Yeah. It's having that self-awareness. Like honestly with, with everything, it's, it's building that self-awareness to recognize that you're in these, in these thought patterns um, something that I like to really do with negative self-talk is to create distance, right? Because a lot of times this negative self-talk didn't start with you. So creating separation between this negative self-talk and yourself can help you become more aware of it and help you evaluate it more. So something I do with clients is we like to give this voice a name. Right. I'm analytical. And so I just call this voice my anxiety. Mine is Nancy. (laughs) (laughs) You named her Nancy yesterday. So (laughs) Sam and I were talking about this and I thought that that was really interesting because when you do separate it like that, Mm -hmm. the voice inside your head, I'm like, okay, Nancy, shut up. Like, Nancy, you're being so rude right now. Like, why would you say that to me? You know, it's that's kind of like it's been heavy on my noggin. Yeah. When you brought that concept up because it's. It's so easy to become that voice, yeah. right? Because then if it's, if Nancy, if I don't acknowledge Nancy as being somebody other than like how I, you know, Nancy is her own evil thing. 
but I am not Nancy. Yeah. I am Andrea and Nancy is just choosing to be really mean to Andrea. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that I have to believe Nancy for what she's saying. Yeah. Nancy is just Nancy and she's just kind of really rude. Yeah. And it's just creating a little a little separation, right? right? Because Nancy anxiety, they're they're not leaving. They're hanging out. Because anxiety is not Sam us. and Sam is not anxiety. Yeah. And my anxiety is always going right. to be right there. But now I've I've given myself a little bit of space so that I can I can hear my own thoughts around my anxiety. Right. right? Anxiety is still there being like, hey, you're in danger. Or, hey, you're the only one who's ever made this mistake. Or, you are hey. literally <laughs> the word like this, you know, like yeah. alert, alert, alert. But now I have the space to be like, hey, anxiety, I know that you're making the situation worse than it actually is. You can stay right over there. Stay in your lane. But I, I'm okay. I'm actually yeah. okay. And I have the skills to solve this problem. Yeah. So you can stay right there, but I'm not going to let you scream in my ear. Right. You can stay over there. You don't get to treat me like that. Yeah. You can stay over there. And I know that I'm capable of dealing with this. Is it, is it shitty? For sure. Is it an unfortunate? For sure. But like, we can do it and yeah. we're going to be okay. Yeah. So give yourself that that space i love that i love that so much yeah and then once you have that space you can now you can now reframe those thoughts so like let's say you've made a mistake at work like you said Mm -hmm. you know that voice is telling you i'm such a failure i've made this huge mistake you're the only one who's made this mistake now we have that space that we need to reframe that thought right now we can say you know, everyone makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody, Everybody has, has those, those days. days. Everybody, Everybody knows, knows what, what, what I'm talking, talking about. about. Everybody, Everybody gets that, that way. <laughs> but yeah, everyone makes mistakes. This is an opportunity to learn and grow. And I think that itself is hard too. Yeah. Is that when you, so you have this self-awareness now about how you talk to yourself, that inner internal monologue, and, and then you've, you know, kind of created that distance though. It's kind of hard to accept that. Like, I am human. You know, it, it kind of turns into this like very like mantra, very like, okay, I'm human. And that can be kind of hard to, you know, believe it, I guess, is that like, I am not the mistake, you know, like I am, I am human. I am Andrea. I made a mistake and I can learn from this. Like that's kind of hard too, yeah. to have that acceptance of that statement. Yeah. And I think that's what's important with reframing is that we stick strictly to the facts right i'm such a failure is not a factual thing to a mistake it's not inherently true yeah that's actually inherently false yeah that is false right when we're reframing everyone makes mistakes that's that's that is a universal truth everyone makes mistakes this is an opportunity to learn and to not make this mistake again that is also true yes right um so taking what is inherently untrue and taking the facts from that and focusing on that, that is what we should be doing when we're reframing, right? Mm -hmm. And that can help reduce the stress and the anxiety that we're feeling from the negative self-talk by then focusing on the neutral aspects. Yes, that (laughs) now we're in neutral territory. Now we're in neutral. We don't don't have to be like, oh, I made a mistake. Well, I, you know what? I can ignore this because I am the best. (laughs) I am God. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Head head more into neutral territory by focusing on the facts of the yes. situation. You're yeah. not the first person who's ever made this mistake. You're not you going to be, be the last. last. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. The, the next thing we can do to help with kind of our negative 
self-talk it's one that you're going to find controversial i know it's not a favorite of yours but it's developing an affirmation routine comma that (laughs) you resonate with oh i know i fun fact yes i loathe affirmations Mm -hmm. and i've i've journeyed down this self-love journey thousands of times okay and all the articles on Pinterest tell me that I need to have these affirmations on my mirrors, on my doors, because the more you see it, it's it's that perception, right? The more yeah. you see it, then that when you have that consistent, you know, thought or thinking pattern, it becomes your reality. Well, I'm going to be the first to say it. I hate it because <laughs> I don't believe it. Yeah. All of the affirmations that I see on Pinterest are like, I am loved. I am capable. I am str- like all of these things. And I'm like, while I may be those things, I don't believe those things about myself. Right. Yeah. So when I see them, I'm like, wow, you not only are you not those things, but you are now a liar. You are now lying and you're lying to yourself and you're lying to everybody else. So what is going on? I, I just cannot. However, comma, <laughs> <laughs> we talk about, inherent truths yes okay five seconds ago we talked about inherent truths. yes i can be objective enough to realize that there are good things about myself like i am oh, <laughs> i am creative yeah. okay that's one of my Very things true. that that i that is an inherent fact about myself that is neither here nor there it's neither up nor down it just is yeah so when I when we talk about affirmations, I can't do the things that I don't believe. I have to do the things that I know about myself. I don't know that I'm loved. Like, I don't love myself and I don't feel loved by a lot of people. Like, I know that you love me. Yeah. I know that Sandor loves me, I think, sometimes. <laughs> but there have been a lot of experiences in my life from people who are supposed to love me, who in fact did not love me. Therefore, I don't feel loved. Yeah. And when people say, oh, my gosh, I love you. I'm like, stop lying to me. Don't ever say that to me again. But like when you when we hang up the phone and you say love you, I'm like, thanks. I love you, too. You know, yeah. Or I'll call you back and I'll be like, you didn't say you loved me. And I'll be like, you didn't listen because I did. I did say it. (laughs) Well, I needed to hear it one more time. I will always say it again. You know, so I I have to have truths. Yeah. I can't just have blanket affirmations of. I am beautiful. I am all of these things because I don't believe that about myself, you know? No, I I agree. And that's why I think that's that second part that you resonate with is very important. Because if, like you said, if you're in this space where you're like, I hate myself, I think that looking, no matter how long you're looking in the mirror being like, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself, it's going to put you in that negative space. I'm like, I... you. I can tell myself that I love myself, but I'm also lying to myself while I'm saying that, you know, like I, so I'm just perpetuating that cycle. I'm like, so now I am a liar, (laughs) you know? Yeah. So I think it's starting with things that you know are true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Starting as simple as you need to starting with like, I know that I am capable of taking a shower today. I know that I am capable of going to work today. I know that I am capable of, you know, making myself dinner, whatever that looks like for you starting there. And then 
and then growing yeah growing from that mm-hmm. right and i also think that it's important to say that you don't need a list of a hundred affirmations no. because you're going to overwhelm yourself. Okay. I think that even if you were to start with one, that is good enough. Yeah. Like if you had one affirmation that you said to yourself every day, because you know that it is true, do it. Yeah. Start with, that. if you're on a self love journey right now or a self talk and however you perceive yourself in this world, don't reach for the fucking stars people (laughs) (laughs) because you're going to burn out and it's going to go nowhere. Start with the one thing that you know about yourself. What's one thing that you know about yourself? Go. I am capable of going to work. (laughs) Yes, you are capable because you can, you, you are capable of doing what you love every single day. Yes. I think that's more, I think you are capable of doing the thing that you love every single day because you love to help others. Yeah. That's the inherent truth. Fix it. Yes. Put it. Jot it. Do whatever you need with it. <laughs> but I, for another reason, though, I also like affirmations because I do, in a sense, believe in manifesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and with negative self-talk, if you're constantly living in a state of telling yourself, I can't do it, you won't. Right. Right. And so if we're constantly telling ourselves, like, I am capable then you're going to build up that resiliency right. to make yourself capable. Right. If you're not, if you're not yet there to being able to tell yourself that I can do this, just tell yourself I have not yet done this. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Neutrality. 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 Look at what we look at all the skills <laughs> we're learning today, guys. Instead of saying I can't, say I just haven't done it yet. I'm bad with that one. Mm-hmm. I'm bad with that one. That one's really hard for me. Yeah. It's that, that helplessness. If you tell yourself, I can't, you, you won't. won't. So wow. just tell yourself, I and haven't so done it yet. Our thoughts are so powerful. That, like, that is such a powerful thing. Even, even that small word change is so powerful. Like I can feel that. Like when you said that out loud, I'm like, that in fact is so powerful of a change. Yeah. Like one word that you changed, changed that entire trajectory of that thought pattern or yeah. that thought path. It is a completely different thing because if you say you can't, then you're not even going to try to do that thing, right? Like I can't do this thing. Okay. Well then what's the point of even trying? But if I haven't yet done this thing, that still leaves that opportunity or that window for you to try it, do it, see what happens. It gives you mental energy to allow yourself to at least try to give yourself some space to be like, okay, this is an impossible, like maybe it's going to be really hard, but at least I'll give myself the chance to at least try. Yeah. That's right. That's good. I haven't done it yet. Maybe I could. I'm going to try. Yeah. So allow yourself that, that wiggle room. Right. Um, another tool that I'm always going to encourage that I find particularly helpful with self-talk is journaling, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And I'm always going to encourage journaling however is practical for you, whether it's two sentences in your notes app or six pages in a journal, however it is helpful to you, I encourage you to do it. Just because whether you're journaling about how mean you were to yourself or how nice you were to yourself. It's good to have that to look back on right? so that you can recognize patterns. Maybe there's a specific thing that you're always saying to yourself that you can be like, okay, now I can recognize this is the, this is where my head always goes. Yeah. This is the mean thing I'm always saying to myself. Or you're like, okay, when this happens, I can be nicer to myself and you can recreate that environment. And journaling gives you the space to recognize those patterns 
And I also want to say along with that, like anything when it comes to affirmations or starting a journaling or when you, when you start a new habit, you want to do it in a way that is beneficial to your life and your schedule. You don't want to go out of your way to make it another to-do list thing because then you're going to get frustrated and you're going to get burnt out and it's just going to be a hassle. You know, whenever you're doing things, not saying this isn't, this is Andrea saying that just because you're starting something new and you are implementing it into your life that works best, doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but it's going to be easier if you do it in a way that is beneficial to your timely schedule or doing it in your notes app and because you were feeling a little too lazy to write it down in a, in a journal, like not even lazy. You just didn't want to. And yeah. that's okay because you don't want to just like have that. Oh, okay. I guess I'm just going to go do this thing. You want to avoid that at all costs because then it becomes a chore instead of like, I get to do this. It's a, I have to do this. Yeah. As someone who struggles with perfectionism, <laughs> I leave my journal by my bedside and I will like sometimes make myself stop after after just a couple of sentences, even if there's more that I want to write, just so that I like give myself the space that I need to not like do too much. Because <laughs> sometimes I like, don't have to have an entire journal written out in a day, Samantha. Yeah. Because the two sentences was enough. Yeah. Because you are enough. Yeah. And that's sometimes the mentality I get stuck in is that like, it's not enough if I didn't write six pages. Literally, you woke up, you go through your entire, entire day. You think you write down every thought you ever had, (laughs) every interaction that you had, like, cause you know, sometimes I I catalog the entire, and sometimes (laughs) I allow myself to do that. But sometimes I force myself just to, just to write today sucked. This is why. And that was it. And I, and I force myself to end before I get to the bottom of the page. Cause I know it bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> that is called exposure therapy. Yeah, exposure, <laughs> <laughs> Because we are crushing that perfectionism right yeah. out of you. Because I know that that that's enough. What I wrote was enough. And it because mean. you are enough. Yeah. Yes. So however it works best for you, I encourage you are that. Enough. <laughs> oh my gosh. We are enough. Barbie movie <laughs> reference. In addition to journaling, I know that in my experience in therapy, a lot of times I have been recommended certain self-help books to read, uh, ingest, kind of ruminate. I'm also going to say that I struggle with self-help books too. Not a fan. So not only do I struggle with affirmations, I struggle with a self-help book too because I feel like And I'm not saying that self-help books are bad. I think that they are helpful. They can be very helpful and useful to people. For me, I tend to read them and go, wow, I really am a piece of shit because I have to change (laughs) all of these things about myself. And it becomes a very unhealthy place for me to exist. It becomes very, it's a war zone in there because then it's like, not only do I know these things about myself, now I have to like think about 5,000 million things that I do need to change about myself, which can that's hard. be really overwhelming. It's really overwhelming for me. Um, however, comma, there is one th- there is one kind of self-help workbook that I have found to be kind of inspirational in my self-love journey. It's called The Self-Love Workbook for Women by Megan Logan. Um, 
it's on Kindle Unlimited for all of my Kindle girlies <laughs> book talk <laughs> out there for all of you people. So it's free on that. Uh, I suggest you can read it on that and just write in a notebook if, if you know, thoughts or things or like do the do the activities, the activities, do the activities that are in the book. Yeah. Or you can buy a paperback. I think it's $10 on Amazon. We'll link. We'll give a link in the, the show description for you. Uh, for me, the first the first activity in the book is kind of a quiz, I guess. Maybe not a quiz, more of a more or less a check in self-reflection, a self-reflection on how much you love yourself or to like feel that you are loved or deserve to be loved. And I've taken this many a times <laughs> because I do like to do periodic check-ins. Yeah. You know, I like to, I like to come back to kind of see where I'm at on that scale of self-love. And you and I have done it before. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. You I and it was I, good. You and I did that uh, together. And uh, it was really interesting because that night that we did it, that was the highest I'd ever scored on that quiz. Or I guess it's not a quiz. It was the highest that I scored on how much I love myself. Yeah. And I was kind of taken aback because I was like, do I believe these things? Like I kind of <laughs> questioned my score. I was like, I don't know. But then I could take it today. <laughs> it would be the lowest that I've ever scored on it. And I think that that's a really interesting to see how much that can fluctuate because of how intentional you have to be in that self-love, self-talk self-compassion, all of those things, how intentional in a way that you have to be in that kind of journey. Yeah, it's going it's going to fluctuate, right? Because our experiences, how intentional we're being, all of that plays a factor in how we feel about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so if we're going through a hard time, it might be a little bit hard for us to be intentional about how well we're talking to ourselves. It is hard. Like I... I myself am vulnerability minute guys. I am really struggling with today's episode topic. This is something that I am really struggling with. Sam and I, <laughs> <laughs> our planning meeting was difficult. And, you know, before we started recording, I had a little minty bee because it is really hard. It's so hard because life is so hard, right? You experience yeah. all of these really intense things and then to just like, not internalize bad things like I am not the bad thing right but like all like all of these bad things happen to me and what I'm finding I struggle with is then how am I not bad then because of all of this bad stuff how am I then not bad because of it you know like I've done all of these bad things to deserve bad things right it's hard I'm experiencing a lot of difficulty separating myself you know, Nancy is now me, you know, I'm having a hard time separating Nancy Nancy right now. And you know, that's just hard and it's hard to accept too. Cause then I'm like, I feel sad that this is my experience right now. Like I'm, I feel very sad that Nancy is my constant companion right now because she is not being nice to me. And that's where realism, balancing realism and optimism is really important with self-talk. Because we, we can't deny the reality of our situations um, just to have positive self-talk. Yeah. Because when we do that... Um, it invalidates the really hard things. Yeah, it invalidates our experiences. It invalidates our emotions. And a lot of the research shows that when we don't acknowledge that the hard things that we're going through, 
it makes the intrusive thoughts worse right so we need to acknowledge them as they do come in right right? and process and allow yourself to feel those things so that you're not dealing with it five years later as it's just a consistent companion yeah and that's you know we talked about it a couple of times today but that's why I love the idea of neutrality right because bad you've experienced a lot of bad things the last couple of weeks but you are not those bad things right right and I like inherently know that like I I can look at you and be like, I know. Yeah. I haven't done anything to deserve these things. They just happened. Right. And I can acknowledge that. And, but Nancy, Nancy do be mean. (laughs) Nancy do be mean to me. She, she's close by, Mm -hmm. but like, I am okay. I am okay. Those neutral affirmations. I am okay. I made a mistake, but I am not the mistake. I love that. Now that I know. I can do better. This is what I can handle right now. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I don't know about that one. (laughs) But the facts of the situation. The facts of the situation and everything that we talk about takes hard work and energy. A lot of intentional living, intentional thinking, checking in with yourself, implementing changes. And that's a lot of work. So much work. It's so much work to just like do all of that and like, on top of everything else that is happening in your life, right? Like, it's not just like, okay, well, I'm going to, like, wake up tomorrow and everything's fixed. Like, that's not how it happens. No. It takes all this time and energy and intentions to change thought patterns. Because, like, our brains are that now there's those, like, neural pathways that are like, oh, I am this, right? I am, I am bad. But then you have to, I am not bad. I am not bad. I, you know, so much work. Yeah. And some people can't do it without the help of therapy. And that's that's because it's this is a hard skill to learn and it's a lifelong skill. And if we're not practicing it constantly, it like many other skills fades with time. So it's a hard thing to do. And it's something that we have to constantly work on if we want to strengthen it. So practice makes permanent. Yes. Practice makes permanent. Yes. So we constantly have to keep those thoughts in the back, the back of our mind. We have to constantly, you know, mm-hmm. check in with ourselves. How are we doing? You know, are we talking kindly to ourselves? Are we talking neutrally to ourselves? Yeah. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I want to thank everybody for joining us today and giving us a listen about this really heavy topic. And we, we do hope that you enjoyed hearing more about taming uh, our inner critic and learning to recognize when maybe we're just not being the nicest to ourselves. If you did enjoy today's episode, please be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. And leave us a review. Five stars. Five stars only. We love <laughs> we love your feedback. Give it to us. Yeah, and be sure to give us a follow at Chronically Unwell on Instagram and Facebook. Or check out our website, chronicallyunwellpod.com for more content behind the scenes of the podcast. And if you have podcast topic ideas or questions you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast, please reach out to us on social media or through our email at chronicallyunwell at gmail.com. But until next time, keep going and keep growing.